Welcome to Coastwatch Football, the ultimate hub for fans of the tabletopping Central Coast Mariners. Round 8 saw the Mariners claim a 2-0 victory away to Wellington Phoenix at Wynn Stadium in Wollongong, which extends their lead at the top of the A-League ladder. And it was really a game that highlighted the Mariners' leadership group with both Matt Simon and Ollie Bazanik getting on the score sheet. We're going to break down everything that happened in Round 8 right now. Life as a Mariners fan is just getting better and better this year, it seems. It's another week and another win for the Mariners. And the first game on the road for a little while, of course, Last week, we had that run of three back-to-back home games where we picked up two wins and the one loss. Hitting a road this time against uh, Wellington Phoenix, a team who we've already played at home this season and unfortunately lost that one 2-1. So we're out for revenge and we managed to grab it in a 2-0 win. So much to dive into in that game in terms of players that stood out and all the positives that have come from that result. And we've obviously got two tough away games coming up um, ahead of us as well in the coming weeks. So... Hopefully, we continue this positive away form that we seem to be building so far this season. Before we jump into our analysis, though, let's recap the A-League's results from the past week. We've had a few games dotted around from the last podcast last Tuesday. Brisbane Raw and MacArthur played on Tuesday, the 9th of February. MacArthur earning a 2-0 victory there, which was a great result for the Mariners because obviously Brisbane Raw are our, sort of our closest rivals when you look at the top of the ladder. Um, but MacArthur's recent form, and they played again later in the week, MacArthur's recent form has, has pushed them up the ladder up to, up into second place so uh slowly gaining so climbing their way up the table and they seem to be putting some some decent performances together at the moment the bulls western sydney wanderers hosted melbourne victory for a midweek clash last week a 2-0 win there for the wanderers macarthur again playing friday night they hosted adelaide united that was a convincing performance a 4-0 win hat trick to matt derbyshire and a goal for for, uh, for mark milligan as well a nil-all result between Brisbane Raw and Newcastle Jets was, again, another positive result for the Mariners because um, it meant that we could extend our lead at the top of the ladder. And, of course, the big one, the 2-0 win for the Mariners over the Wellington Phoenix. Of course, a couple um, of fixtures that were scheduled for the weekend postponed due to, uh, due to the COVID outbreak there in Victoria. Having a look now at the A-League ladder, the Mariners sit on top, first position, 18 points, four points ahead of MacArthur, who who sit in 14 points in second place. Brisbane Raw and Wanderers both still have a game in hand, and they sit in third and fourth. Sydney FC still have only played five games this campaign, uh, followed by Perth Glory. And then the bottom six make up Newcastle Jets, Adelaide United, Melbourne City, Western United, Wellington Phoenix, and Melbourne Victory. They're still rooted to the bottom of the A-League ladder. So while there are still a bunch of teams that have yet to play, uh, yet to play all of their games. I mean, if Sydney FC win all of their three games that they have in hand, they'll they'll jump over us by it only just by a point though. If they were to to manage that, but still, it's 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 amazing the success that the Mariners are seeing at the moment. Fourteen goals scored, only seven goals conceded. Yet to concede a goal away from home. It's an amazing statistic considering where we were last year. And the big one that everyone's pointing out. Um, and it's just incredible. We have already matched our points tally from last season, um, which is just crazy. I mean, after eight rounds, um, to to have done that is is a massive is a massive achievement. And credit to everyone at the club, um, especially Alan Stadich, who has really taken this current crop of players and taken them to the next next level. They're playing with confidence. They're playing with a swagger that we haven't seen for many many years. It's a great time to be a Mariners fan. Um, and a great time to be doing a Mariners podcast and, and having this conversation with you. Um, starting the conversation and 
the support I've, I've spoken about it a lot on social media the support that we're seeing around the fan base that there seems to be you know that excitement is coming back the sense that the glory days are returning and um you know attendance is i think are gradually starting to rise which is great to see obviously uh not, no home games for a little while still a few weeks off until we get back to central coast stadium but looking forward to when we get the crowd back for a home game and um hopefully we can have a bumper attendance for our next home game back but let's talk about the result from the weekend there's a lot to dive into as i mentioned it's the mariners taking on wellington phoenix in wollongong sunday february 14th saw the mariners travel to wollongong to face the wellington phoenix for round eight and managed to grab a massive 2-0 win a huge three points which extended our lead at the top of the A-League ladder. Let's first of all dive into the lineups for this game and starting with our Mariners. An unchanged squad in the starting lineup and on the bench for the Mariners. No changes at all. This included uh, Marco Arena, Matt Simon starting up top. Mikhail Yonota preferred on the wing over the likes of Josh Nisbet and Daniel Bowman. And we'll talk about that a little bit later in terms of maybe what players... Um, you know, because I mean, there's so many players that are in form now, so many players that are playing so well in the, in sort of similar positions. And in terms of what Mariners starting 11 is the strongest, um, some people talking about Ali Kowal starting, uh, some people saying he's more effective off, off the bench. So there's a lot of debate around that. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. And for the Wellington Phoenix, they did have a couple injuries. So Cam Devlin, the midfielder was out, Tom Ahmed as well out with injury. Um, but looking at that lineup, it was still pretty strong. Rennie Piscopo was in the starting lineup, Ulysses Devere, David Ball, um, Ball not playing too much of a game, though. We'll talk about that now. So 27th minute um, in that first half, he picked up that red card for that reckless challenge on Matt Simon. And a deserved red card uh, for me as soon as I saw it. I wasn't surprised to see the red. And the referee was was very convinced. He pulled out the red straight away. Um, and I think up to that point, the game was fairly balanced. You'd probably say Mar- maybe Mariners having um, the better of the chances, controlling the game, had more possession up to that point as well, I believe. And really looked like uh, they were controlling the game. And, and that red card shifted it. And we saw it again a couple of weeks ago against Melbourne City um, when they had their player sent off. That was in the second half, though. But um, So a little bit different here. Wellington Phoenix really had to sit back. It, it meant that they were playing with one striker instead of two. Um, and when we look at the stats throughout the game, the Mariners managing 16 shots to Wellington Phoenix's seven. The Wellington Phoenix only managing one shot on target throughout the whole 90 minutes and 58% possession as well to the Mariners over Wellington Phoenix's 42. So uh, we certainly dominated the game. And again, just that red card sort of shifted it. It was It's unlucky for Wellington Phoenix. I mean, it's unlucky when whenever you re- receive a red card because it really shifts the state of the game and it can uh, sort of, not destroy, but really um, it, can, it can be quite detrimental to the systems of many teams. So that really meant that the Mariners could, could play with uh, quite a lot of comfort and a lot of control. And it was the 40th minute, Matt Simon scored this goal, um, a wonderful ball played through. It was actually a not really nice sort of series of passes through the middle of the field. Um, and it was Marco Renya who who is still warming up to the A-League, I feel. Um, some fans on the socials have been saying that they're not quite impressed with what they're seeing or maybe they just, you know, for me, he's still warming up to full fitness and warming up to the A-League, as I said. But that ball played through for Matt Simon for that vision and the speed as well. He received the ball and to play that ball through, which was perfectly weighted as well. And Matt Simon, who is having a great season so far, he's, he's in the twilight of um, his career, you'd have to say. But he's scoring goals and his movement is great. You see him popping up on the wing a lot. 
and this little combination, this, I mean, you even saw in the celebration with that goal, there's a little, there's a nice chemistry between him and Arenya. And there's a nice partnership being created there, I think. And uh, like I said earlier, where the Kowal sort of comes into that, how Kowal plays with these strikers and maybe where whether one of these strikers gets benched and starting Kowal, we'll have to wait and see. But this seems to be the consistent partnership that the Mariners are going to stick with that Alan Stajic is going to stick with for the time being. That took us in with a 1-0 lead at halftime. And then it was just five, min- five minutes after the halftime break, Oli Bazanic scored this penalty. Um, again, we were creating chances. Josh Nisbet, who came in at halftime, had a great chance to shot that rattled the post. Um, should have scored that one. It was on his weaker left foot, though. But it was only a couple of moments later when we had the penalty. Danny De Silva being tripped in the box there by Hudson Wahongi. And Oli, it was a bit of a surprise to see Bazanic step up because you'd, you'd, expect, you'd expect Matt Simon, who seems to be our main penalty taker for the last couple of seasons at least, to step up. Also considering he'd, he'd literally scored, um, you know, just 15 minutes previously in the first half. Um, but Bazanic stepping up, I mean, you always want someone experienced taking the penalties as well. And he dispatched it. Very coolly into the top of the goal, giving the Mariners a 2-0 lead. And from then, it was just a matter of just controlling the game, not making any mistakes. And throughout that second half, yeah, Wellington Phoenix, the chances were few and far between. And there were many times where we could have finished off the game. It was, I think, about 15 minutes left where we brought on Alu Kowal, Dan Bowman, replacing the two strikers, which is, again, which is a substitution we're seeing deployed a lot so far this season. And I like that because it's sort of, you know, when the defenders are really starting to tie towards the end of the game, you know, changing two, both strikers rather than just one um, shakes it up a whole lot. And, I mean, both those players, Dan Bowman and Alu Kowal, very fast, very strong players. And we had some great chances, specifically right at the end of the game, that, that chance right in front of um, goal, Alu Kowal just missing to the left-hand side. Very surprising because he's a man in form, so you'd expect him to find the back of the net. And it was unfortunate that we didn't find that third. You felt like it, this, our performance and the dominance deserved at least a 3-0 scoreline. But coming away with a 2-0 scoreline is still a great result, a huge three points, as I mentioned, for the Mariners to extend our lead at the top of the A-League ladder. Some great performances here. For for me, I think the man of the match was Oli Bazanic. He, he's, again, just controlling the middle of the park alongside Gianni Stensness. There really wasn't many bad performances at all. There, were, there weren't many negatives from this performance. We were very comfortable in this game. Um, we were dominating the match as a whole. And... Looking across the park, the players, again, just growing in confidence. Danny De Silva's working so hard. Um, it was great to see Josh Nisbet get a full half of football again after, um, you know, a couple games away with injury. And the players are, you know, building those relationships. And again, I'm just highlighting that relationship between Arenya and Simon and that pass that, that Arenya played through for that Simon goal in the first half. Again, just just brilliant. And hopefully we can we can see Arenya get on the score sheet himself and, I think that'll give him a huge boost of confidence. And, and you know, there's so much goal threat now as well when, when you look at the Mariners. The likes of Danny De Silva, who we've seen score a couple goals so far this season. Matt Simon is banging him in. And whether it's coming from... I mean, Oli Bazanic, Oli Bazanic seems to be having... You know, he, he likes having a couple, you know, long-range strikes every game. It's only a matter of time before, before, he, um, before he grabs a scorcher. Um, but the goal threat from this Mariners side is just great. So eternal win for the Mariners in this game. A fantastic result, extending our lead at the top of the ladder. But my question for the fans this week, are who are the two players you would pick to start in the wide midfield positions? I think across the whole park, out of all the positions, those are the areas where we have the most strength and the most depth. Danny De Silva, Yonata, Nisbet, 
uh, Jaden Casella, Dan Bowman. I mean, all these players can play on the left or right side, or some of them could even play out the top as strikers. There's so much variation. Stefan Jankovic, I didn't even mention, one of our other imports. He didn't even manage to make it into the playing squad for this game. Which of these players would you start on the left or right? It seems like Danny De Silva is pretty in form at the moment for me. He's locked in on the left-hand side. On the right-hand side, Alan Stajic has been opting for Yonata and then bringing on Nisbet a bit later. Does Nisbet come in? Maybe does Dan Bowman start? Jaded Kinsella has looked great as well. There's so many great players in that position. But let me know in the comments, which two players would you start in those wide positions? All right, it's time to preview our round nine clash. It's a Friday night game away to Adelaide United, our first interstate game for this season, traveling to Cooper Stadium against an Adelaide United side who is, who's sort of been up and down so far this season. At the moment, they're coming off the back of three consecutive losses, and currently in the ladder, they sit at eighth position. Recently, that 4-0 defeat that they suffered away to MacArthur, which was a disappointing result for them. And it's a funny one because they, they look like a pretty decent team on paper. They've brought back, you know, Socceroo striker Tommy uh, Urich, Stefan Mork is playing in midfield and wearing the captain's armband. They've just brought back uh, Craig Goodwin, who's who's a big signing as well. Um, decent players that they have in their system. And when they're performing well, they can certainly beat any team in the A-League. Looking at their system and how it'll shape up against the Mariners, I mean, Adelaide United, they do like to generally play with a 4-2-3-1, sometimes shifting to a 4-3-3. And I think the battle is really going to come in those wide positions. We see Ben Halloran, um, Yaya Dukuli's been playing on the left side a lot for them, where the one of the Toure brothers comes in. And I mean, they've got a lot of depth there in those wide positions as well, similarly to the Mariners. I think that'll be um, an interesting clash. Stefan Negro and Jack Clisby, who have both been very solid this season, will have their work cut out for them. And as well in the midfield for Adelaide United, they do have some talented players in, them, in their midfield. As I mentioned previously, Stefan Mork, um, Louis Dorigo, um, Nathan Constantopoulos, Joey Coletti in there as well. Um, so Gianni Stensness and Oli Bazanic are going to have a busy time taking on those players. So I think in the middle of the park is, is where this game is going to be tightly contested. And I think for the Mariners, we certainly have, I mean, we're in form at the moment. We have the goal scoring threat as I've spoken about many times in the podcast. And whether Alan Stadjic opts to rest some players, I mean, we're coming off a slightly shorter break. I mean, not as short as some as some of the other midweek clashes um, that we've had previously in the season, but going from a Sunday and then traveling and then playing on a Friday in Adelaide, possibly resting some players. Does he bring in Josh Nisbet? Um, does Ali Kowal start up top? We'll have to wait and see. And that's the great thing. I think it doesn't really matter who, which of these players sort of start. You know, um, the impact that the, the, the bench players have been having is, has been massive. So there's going to be a strong starting lineup no matter what. And just, I mean, I think if, if we hadn't won our last few games, I would have maybe said that this game would maybe be happy to take a draw. But with the confidence that we're playing with at the moment, there's no reason why we can't take a win. Adelaide are struggling a little bit at the moment for confidence. They did lose their last home game um, at home to Perth Glory 2-1. So hopefully we can snatch a win there and continue our positive form. Another clean sheet would be massive. We're yet to concede a goal away from home, which is an incredible statistic for them for this Mariners side. But yeah, I'm gonna predict. I'll predict a two-one win. So I think it'll be hard to keep these clean sheets running away from home. But a two-nil win seems like a fair result, bringing home three points back from South Australia. But let me know what are your score predictions for this game? It's Friday night. The Mariners traveling to Cooper Stadium to take on Adelaide United for round nine. <laughs> 
Thanks so much for listening to another edition of the Coast Watch Football Podcast. Every single Tuesday, available on all podcast platforms. Make sure to follow Coast Watch Football on the socials. Coming up in round nine, some mouth-watering Australian football action across the weekend. For the A-League, following our Friday night game, Western United host MacArthur. Perth Glory face Melbourne City and Sydney FC are taking on Brisbane Raw. Some big games there. Melbourne Victory will be hosting Newcastle Jets on Sunday afternoon. And following that, Wellington Phoenix playing the Western Sydney Wanderers. And then some midweek clashes, of course, fixtures still shuffling around due to, uh, you know, the pandemic going on and uh, still, you know, lockdowns happening here and there. Fixtures being shuffling around. But we managed to, uh, to you know, get on with the football and, and, and keep on playing. And it's, and it's great to have... To have football here in Australia still going strong. Melbourne City taking on Sydney FC on Tuesday night. Melbourne Victory host Wellington Phoenix on Wednesday night. And one more Wednesday night clash. Adelaide United hosting Western United. Plenty of football coming up for the next week or so. But we'll chat to you next Tuesday on the podcast. Have a good week, Nice fans. Mm-hmm.